This is a Willits Point Shea Stadium bound 7 express train. The next and last stop is Willits Point Shea Stadium. That's right. It is the Subway to Shea podcast. Anthony Rivera here with you to discuss all the news and happenings surrounding that team from Queens, the New York Mets. Welcome to the show. Follow us on Twitter at Subway to Shea, and you can listen to the show on Anchor.fm and now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public. Breaker, Pocket Cast, and hopefully soon, Apple Podcasts as well. And today's show is going to finally be about some hot stove talk. We're going to get into what we... Well, I'm definitely going to tell you what I would like to see the New York Mets do this offseason. But first, we all need to sit back. We all need to close our eyes. And we all need to take a deep breath and calm down. Mets fans, I know you're anxious. I think it may be a little underrated how anxious you really are to see what the Mets are going to do this offseason. But I'm telling you, trust the process. Trust in Steve Cohen. Trust in Sandy Alderson. Trust in both of them that they will do what needs to be done to get this team a championship. And it may not happen this year. Sandy Alderson already said that the team is a few players away from being a contender. And it's true. They are. So we can't just expect this to happen overnight. Everyone's calling them the East Coast Dodgers. Well, guess what? Once the Dodgers changed ownership, they didn't win the championship right away. And they spent a lot of money on top of that. We need to be patient. And I know it's hard. I know a lot of Mets fans haven't seen the team win a championship in a very long time. Heck, I'm one of them. I was born a month after they won the 86 championship. So how do you think I feel? I want them to win just as much as you do. But we need to be patient in the, not only is this the first year of the Steve Cohen era, this is the first month. It is his first month owning the team. And he's starting from scratch with the front office he needs to put together. They had to scrap their original idea because they weren't being allowed to talk to other team's executives. So this process is being dragged out longer than we thought and longer than we expected. But that's okay. Because Steve Cohen wants to get this right. 
We don't want the Mets to jump the gun. We don't want them to hire another Brody Van Wagenen. This process needs to be methodical. It needs to be precise. It needs to be strategic. And that takes time. Yes, Sandy was the first one to come aboard even before Steve had officially gained ownership. But that's only one piece of the puzzle. And it's a great piece to begin with. Especially in a case like this where it's very difficult to get who you want to be the uh, president of baseball operations and who you want to be the GM. And if there's any issue, Sandy can handle it because he has the experience. So obviously this stems from what has happened earlier today in finding out that Chris Young, who was interviewed to be the GM, turned down the position. And he was interested, but he didn't want to leave his family in Dallas. And he didn't want to bring them up to New York. Kind of got the same feeling about what happened with uh, Chernoff. He also turned down the role. But the Mets have interviewed, at this point we know, definitely Michael Hill. And there's been other people that they've interviewed, five or six. We just don't know who they are yet. And maybe that's what the frustration is with Mets fans not knowing. But for me, this is a good thing because I don't want stuff like this leaking out. It's enough that a lot of the media has been portraying this already as a failure. Joel Sherman wrote about this in the New York Post. He's already considering this a failure because Steve Cohen has not gotten his front office together yet. Well, guess who else hasn't? The Phillies. They haven't yet either. They're still interviewing people. Michael Hill interviewed for them as well. But for the Mets, this is a failure for some reason, which I think is a ridiculous statement. No offense to Joel Sherman, who is a great writer for Major League Baseball, but a failure one month in to owning the team? And you want him to be like the East Coast Dodgers where it took time to get this ball rolling for them? Where they just recently won the World Series for the first time? Come on, man. I really don't know what the rush is because no one has signed on with any teams yet, except for Charlie Morton and Mike Miner. More minor players for me. But none of the big free agents, Bauer, Real Muto, Springer, none of them have signed with any teams yet. No teams are making any big moves yet. But this is all on the Mets. Because Steve Cohen has all the money. They have to rush and sign everybody. Got to sign Real Mudo. Got to sign Bauer. Got to sign Springer. All of them. All of them have to come here right now at this moment. Have to sign on the dotted line. Otherwise, this offseason has been a failure. Come on. We're better than this. Mets fans are better than this. We need to take a deep breath. We need to relax. Andy Martino tweeted today that talk among some potential Met candidates, Cohen's comment about a title in three to five years scared them off. Man, if that scared you off, then you're not right for New York. Okay? First off, this team is not starting from scratch when it comes to the roster. We're not rebuilding anything. 
We're a few pieces away, but we're not rebuilding anything right now. We have a core. Pete Alonzo, Jeff McNeil, Dom Smith, Michael Conforto, and hmm, maybe the best pitcher in baseball, Jacob deGrom? Come on, guys. If these guys can't handle New York, then we don't want them here. Am I wrong? If you can't handle New York, sorry, you're not right for the position. Steve Cohen responded to Andy Martino's tweet and said, Who wants them if we aren't setting high goals? Obviously, his high goals were winning a World Series in three to five years. This comment has been dissected so much and is driving me nuts right now. What do you want him to say? In his introductory press conference, what did you want him to say? Uh, we're just going to, you know, go about business. I don't want to set lofty expectations right now, but we'll, we'll, we'll do what we can and we'll try to win. No, you want him to be as exuberant as possible. You want him to lay down the gauntlet. You want him to say that they are going to be three to five years away. He said if they didn't win a title in three to five years, that would be a disappointment. And I agree with him. And I know a lot of Mets fans agree with him too. What do you want him to say? Oh, well, we'll uh, try for meaningful games in September again. No. No, we don't want that Will Pond mentality. Or come get us, Brody Van Wagenen. No, we don't want that either. I think the way Steve Cohen has handled the media so far has been great. I can't complain about anything that he's said so far. And obviously, if the Mets don't win, he's going to get criticized. But now is not that time. Let's see what they do first. Can we Can we get through his first offseason as owner before we start complaining, being angry, uh, rushing things to come through? Let's see what happens. Sit back, relax, take a deep breath, and enjoy the show. Let things materialize on its own. With that said, I finally want to get into this offseason that the Mets are coming into. A big offseason for them. A lot needs to be done. A lot of pieces need to be put in place. Now, my thoughts on where the Mets should go with their roster has changed over the last couple weeks. It's been back and forth on what I thought was most important on the depth chart and what they needed. And ever since Robinson Cano was suspended, it changed. The one thing that hasn't changed is the number one priority. And to me, that is starting pitching. The Mets need starting pitching. Right now, all they have is Jake, Stroman, and Peterson. Three pitchers. And I'm not even going to include Noah Syndergaard right now. I don't think he'll be ready opening day. He may be. I would love for him to prove me wrong. I welcome it. But to get into rare form, pitchers in history of getting Tommy John surgery need at least a year and a half to get ready. So to see him in full form at least, what? June? July? If we're lucky, May? So we can't count on that right now. 
We can't count on the ifs, and that's a big if. So the Mets need to sign a couple pitchers. Thankfully, Stroman re-signed and is going to come back on the one-year deal, but they're not done yet. And for that reason, my off-season wish list starts off with Trevor Bauer, the reigning Cy Young Award winner from the Cincinnati Reds. He had a great year, and he deserves the contract that he's getting. I know he's had a rough career, and this is being his big contract year, but having Jake and Bauer back-to-back, and then with Stroman and Peterson, I, I, I think that's... I think that's a pretty solid rotation. And he's the best pitcher on the market. Why not go after the best pitcher on the market? I don't want the Porcellos or the Wakas of the world. I don't want the reclamation projects. I don't want that. I don't even know if I want to see Steven Matz pitch for the Mets again. But there are people that are split on him. But he's not a guarantee. I think if Trevor Bauer came here, and you know there's been that little, you know, flirtation between the Mets and you know, Sandy and Trevor, and I, I think he needs to be the one that comes to the Mets. Number one free agent priority, for sure. Look at what he did this season for the Cincinnati Reds. He was 5-4, and four, ERA 1.73, 100 strikeouts. He was really good this year. Overall career stats, he's 75 and 64 with a 390 ERA. I think putting him right next to Jake would be a huge help. And the Mets need as much help as possible. And for all the people who don't like his stats, he's better than what we had last year, for sure. Look at the other available options that are left in free agency. Masahiro Tanaka who I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on as the secondary pitcher. Jake Odorizzi is another one. Already two guys are off. Charlie Morton signed with the Braves, one year, $25 million, and Mike Miners signed with the Kansas City Royals for a two-year deal. But they weren't the, you know, sexy choice, I guess, if you want to say. Charlie Morton, to me, is perfect for the Braves. He's kind of that final piece of the puzzle. And the Braves are were one game away from going to the World Series. So Charlie Morton to the Braves works. Plus, he wanted to stay close to home. He's got brought up by the Braves. So it just made sense. He was never going to come here. Yes, we wanted him, but he was never going to come here. And I don't know if I felt comfortable signing Charlie Morton to a one-year deal. And then next year, we're looking to restart the rotation again. Because all we'll have is Jake and David Peterson. Because Syndergaard's going to be a free agent. Stroman's going to be a free agent. And then Charlie Morton's going to be a free agent. We can't go through this every year. So I'm not too heartbroken over Charlie Morton signing with the Braves. Mike Miner... Not better than Charlie Morton, for sure. So, he's not a loss either. He would have been an end-of-the-rotation guy. If the Mets can somehow get Bauer and Odorizzi on this team, that's a good set rotation right there. With Syndergaard waiting in the wings after coming back from Tommy John. That's that's not a bad rotation. If you had Jake, Bauer, you have Stroman, Peterson, and Odorizzi. 
I'm almost inclined also to take a flyer on Masahiro Tanaka. He's pitched in New York. He won't be asked to be the ace. I know he has arm issues, so that's the one big worry I have. But besides that, I would take a flyer on Masahiro Tanaka if it's a one or two year deal. Now, the next piece of my wish list that I wanted flip-flopped. Originally, I thought catcher was important, and it is. It is really important. If it was just JT Rio Muto, I would be more inclined to going after the catcher. But since McCann is also out there for the taking, I'm leaning more towards McCann at this point. One, Rio Muto is going to be asking for a big contract. At least five years. And I don't know if I want to give him that many years. It never works out for the catchers to sign that long-term deal. The production declines always, and it's proof in the stats. Just look at the stats. Look at all the big-time catcher stats, even Mike Piazza. If we were to give Rimuto a three- to four-year deal, I might bite. But anything longer than four years, I think I'm going to have to pass, especially with the number one prospect, Francisco Alvarez, out there. I don't want to block him when he comes up. This is a guy the Mets should be grooming to be the catcher of the future. Actually, I was wrong. Ronnie Marcio, the shortstop, is the number one prospect. Francisco Alvarez is number two. But he is our top catching prospect. And he should be here by 2023. I don't want to have that blocked with the last remaining years of JT Rimoto's contract. So for that reason, I kind of flip-flopped. And i rather have a center fielder. And I want George Springer. I think George Springer should be the Mets' second big free agent signing. And there's already talks that there is interest for the Mets, that he's one of their top targets. And I'm glad. I'm glad he is. George Springer is one heck of a ball player. And yes, he did come from the Houston Astros. He was a part of the cheating scandal. But look at what he just did this year. And look at how clutch he is in the playoffs. 2020 season, 14 home runs, 32 RBIs. He batted 265. 2019, 39-96 with a 292 batting average. Come on. I think at least for the next couple of years, he will be good in center field. And I think that's something we desperately need. We haven't had a good two-way center fielder since Carlos Beltran. And I think bringing in George Springer would definitely pump up morale and his infectious personality will spread across the entire team. Look at his postseason stats. 19 home runs, 38 RBIs, 269 batting average. He's a solid player and he's my choice. So I go Bauer, I go Springer, and then comes Catcher, which we talked about earlier. I'm going to go with James McCann. If you could get him on a short year deal, you got to do it. I would kind of stay away from Yadier Molina. He's older now. His statistics have declined. And I kind of would want to stay away from that. What should we go after next? Would it be relief pitching? Obviously, the Mets bullpen has not been great. And we'll see if they can come back into form. Maybe they can make some minor trades for relief pitching. It's always hard since relief pitching is year by year. It's always hard to see how well a relief pitcher really is because year to year changes. 
And you never know. You never know what you're going to get. So there's that when it comes to relief pitching. Um, With the infield, I personally wouldn't mind having DJ LeMayhew. I know there is no team that would not take DJ LeMayhew on their roster. But if it's to block Jeff McNeil from playing in second base, I don't want to do that. Jeff McNeil is a good hitter. We should be keeping him in a position that he's comfortable with. And I think second base is his spot. Could we get DJ LeMahieu to play third? I might be interested. But I don't want to move Jeff McNeil in a spot that he can't, you know, handle. I mean, obviously he could play third base. He's played in the outfield, but we want him out of there. We want him to play at second base. Let him do his thing. And he'll hit. Now, when it comes to the trade market, don't get me wrong. I would love to have Francisco Lindor on this team. I really would. It would be awesome to have him be the shortstop. But if we are going to have to give up any, well, how do I say this? Any big assortment of minor leaguers, I think I'm going to pass for right now. If he's the final piece to a puzzle for the Mets, I might do it. But the Mets' farm system is depleted. We don't have enough. Brody depleted the system. So trades like this, we might have to wait right now. And why would you trade for Francisco Lindor in a free agent year when there are also other shortstops available in 2021? Seager, Story, Baez... Obviously, they're not Lindor, but these are really good shortstops. You know, Story might even be better than Lindor. So I want to wait and see what happens. I feel good enough giving Andres Jimenez the starting shortstop job. If they want to switch back and forth and platoon with him and Ahmed Rosario, I'm okay with that too. But I'm not willing to trade the farm right now when we only have a few pieces left. We need to rebuild the farm system. This is the year for free agency. This is the year Steve Cohen's going to come out and spend his money. So let's let him do that. Sandy has already mentioned wanting to stay away from trading pieces from the farm and wanting to be more of a player when it comes to free agency. So let's see what they do. Use the money first, then do trades. But right now, sorry, I'm going to pass on Lindor for right now. That's just how I feel. I know every Met fan has their own opinions, but that's just my opinion. You could agree with me. You could disagree with me. I'm okay with good conversation over what you think is right to do with this team. I welcome it. We can discuss it on Twitter. I talk with many of you guys on Twitter. And we can discuss this more there. But for right now, for me, as I recap my wish list, Bauer, Springer, McCann. And then we go from there. No trades right now. And I know people are talking about trading for starting pitching. I don't want to trade for Blake Snell. I know he's available, but I don't want to trade for Blake Snell right now. We need more pieces in the farm system before we trade. Let's build a winner. Let's build this winner from the top all the way to the bottom. I want it to be sustainable. 
And it takes time. It takes time to build a sustainable winner. And we will get there. That I promise you. So please, be patient. Relax. Take a deep breath. We'll get through this. I promise you. Trust the process and let things happen. Sit back. Relax. Just breathe. And enjoy the show. One note that I'd like to mention before we get off the air. Henry Millens is not returning as the bench coach. That was reported by Bob Nightingale. And he was a part of the 2020 staff with Luis Rojas. And Sandy never promised that everyone would be returning from the coaching staff. He has promised that Luis Rojas will manage, but he never promised that everyone would be coming back from the coaching staff. So let's see who they bring in to be the bench coach this offseason. I hope it's someone with experience and someone who can help Rojas in his first official full season as manager of the New York Mets. Guys, I just want to thank you all for listening to the show. I want to thank you for following on Twitter at Subway to Shea. I really appreciate it. And I love interacting with you guys on Twitter. Let's keep up the conversation. And like I said, let's enjoy this off season. You can catch the Subway to Shea podcast on anchor.fm. It's also on Spotify now, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and hopefully soon Apple Podcasts. You're listening to the Subway to Shea podcast. This is Anthony Rivera signing off until next week.